With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and with me is my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly, who is back from Dallas, the long trip. Dale, we were both down south this weekend. I was in Tallahassee, you were in Dallas, and we got to see both teams we cover win. How are you doing now that you're back? Um, recovering, you know, three straight weeks on the road. That takes a toll. <laughs> it does take a toll. I bet. Like, it's, it's back to back to back. Um, you, you think that sometimes you might get tired from traveling a lot, you know, and you're, <laughs> and you're covering the game. Imagine what people playing the game would be going through. Uh, but uh, we got to talk about the top news, of course, of the day. And it's going to be the top news of the week, really, with how this is going to play out and what could happen to follow up. But the top story, of course, is uh, Vance McDonald is reported to have tested positive for COVID-19 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he's being quarantined. And, of course, this has a huge impact on how the Steelers will have to prepare this week. And we're going to see updates pretty much every day moving forward. Dale, I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of tell our listeners what all this meant. Well, it just means that uh, Vance McDonald's out at least 10 days. Um, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, obviously, the Steelers doing some uh, contact tracing as we speak. Um, anybody who was in contact with Vance McDonald for a prolonged uh, time of, of at least 15 minutes uh, is going to also have to be isolated uh, to make sure that they also uh, don't have the virus. And, um, you know, the problem with, with that is, is they were just on a plane. Um, so lots of guys had contact with Vance McDonald. Um, you know, so it, it, this could be something that, that is really far sweeping with the Steelers. Um, you know, one of his best friends on the team is, is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, I, I, I cautioned people last week when, when this was going on with the with Ravens and Steeler fans were complaining and, and, and uh, you know, blah, 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 and, and kind of chortling about this. This could happen to any team at any time. Uh, you don't know. It's, it's a virus. Um, you know, Vance McDonald himself a few weeks ago talked about, you know, what a, a uh, situation with the, with, with the Tennessee Titans and, and how it was unfair to the Steelers. Well, now the Steelers are in this situation and they got to deal with it. They certainly do. Um, there, the, the, there's been some criticism of the Steelers online about, you know, they, they knew that Vance McDonald had an illness on Friday and that they still let him travel to Dallas for this game, putting them at risk. What would you say to that criticism and how it was, how it was handled by the Steelers? Because that was the complaint about Marlon Humphrey as well last week that they knew he was, he had an illness on Wednesday and then that he returned. Let me, let me stop you there. Chris. Let me, let me just stop hey, you there. Chris. Norm so any, anybody who is ill, should therefore then be, be held out of a game. That is the most ridiculous thing ever. 
there are a thousand different illnesses out there beyond COVID. People need to get their heads out of their behinds and, <laughs> and, and realize that they can't, you can't just say we're going to willy-nilly just sit guys down because they get the sniffles. Um, you know, Michael Jordan was lauded in his career. Oh, what a, what, a, what a warrior he is. Look, he went out there and played with the flu. Now, maybe that was dumb on the, on the part of Michael Jordan. Maybe, the, maybe now we realize this, this is a different world that we live in. But come on, people. You can't just say, well, this guy's, this guy's sick this week, so let's sit him down. It doesn't work that way. That's not realistic. That, the, the same people are the ones who go to work, well, for the most part. I go to work, and I've been sick before. I'm not going to say that I haven't. I've, I've covered Steeler games when I've been, uh, you know, I, I remember I spent a weekend in, in San Diego one year. Uh, I stayed, I laid in my hotel bed the whole weekend uh, and still went and got up and went to the game because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you can't just shut things down. Be Well, he's sick. It's just not realistic. That's my thing is that there are realities that people have to accept in this situation. And, and, and listen, I get asking the question if you don't understand the NFL environment. Because, you know, like you're probably thinking, well, wait a second. If, he was, if you could see that he, he wasn't feeling well, you know, would you want to risk it? And you don't know what goes into it. But I, I do think that there is um, – that when, when you look at how, how the NFL's handled it and how this could look. The other thing is that when people – when someone's listed with an illness, it could look a whole bunch of different things. Like, you know, I've had the sniffles. Um, you know uh, – you know, I know, I know people on the pit beat that have had the sniffles, but not had COVID, you know, and it's a matter of, you know, do, do you stop everything that you do because of that? And, you know, how, how does that impact everything? And then again, you know, you might be thinking, well, he's just a backup tight end. Well, if Eric Ebron gets hurt, then he gets called up a lot more. And if he's not there, then you're in a situation where you have all these formations that feature a tight end that you can't use anymore. And well, the, the bottom line is beyond, beyond that. The, the football stuff doesn't matter. Beyond that, um, you know, these guys are being tested on a daily basis. That's what I was getting to with on the a daily basis. Uh, so if the guy is testing negative for COVID, but, he ha- but he's feeling a little ill on a certain day, you send him home. If he's, if he's still showing no symptoms and no COVID symptoms, and COVID symptoms are far reaching, could be anything, uh, you know, then you, you say, well, you know, you know, you can't come back, you know, you can't come back. But you have to be realistic about this. This was, this was going to affect there's every team in the league is going to be affected by this at one time or another. That's just reality of the situation. You've got, you've got 60 players, 60, almost 70 players on a roster. You've got, uh, you know, support staff, uh, you know, that, that that's, you know, another 75 players. So you're looking at almost 150 people on a given week who have contact with the, in these situations. This is far reaching, um, you know, the, the, the people who talk about, oh, they need to go in a bubble, all that stuff. It's just not realistic. I agree. I think there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of challenges here that people aren't really informed enough about. Um, but that's, uh, that's the update here. So uh, like Dale's telling you, you know, we will keep you updated throughout the week on DKPittsburghSports.com. You know, what players get put into contact tracing, who has to quarantine, and uh, how, it, how it is moving forward and how that impacts practices this week. That's going to be the story all week long as the Steelers get ready to take on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, at Heinz Field for their first home game in, what, a month? Um, that's pretty crazy. Game in a month. Yeah. Um, so we got to throw it to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking more about this game against the Cowboys. I wanted to get more of Dale's thoughts on what happened in it and what the really what really the Steelers are looking at moving forward. All that right after this. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the DK Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Now, Dale, the Steelers eked out a win, and of course, all throughout the game, you know, we're both on social media, we're both seeing all the criticisms and all the comments, and it was, it was fire everybody all over again, as if the Steelers weren't 7-0 coming into this game. You know, people were saying Randy Feekner stinks, Keith Butler stinks, every Danny Smith stinks, everybody stinks, Mike Tomlin stinks, and it's just like it seems to be the the it seems like everyone just threw out all the records the Steelers had put together this season. That's just the way it goes because it goes with the territory. Um, uh, you know, I have to read our live file on a regular basis, and you know, every time the Steelers make a, 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 a give up a play. Uh, or, you know, a, a, a touchdown, it's, you know, this guy stinks, this is the worst defense ever, blah, 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 blah. People need to watch more than just the Steelers and come to the realization that, you know, the, again, there is no such thing in, the, in today's NFL as a shutdown defense. It doesn't exist. Yep. Look at what – the only defense that you would have considered uh, on par with the Steelers going into this weekend was that of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they gave up 38 points yesterday and got smoked. Uh, on Sunday, uh, you know, so that's the reality of the situation in the, in today's NFL. Um, you know, could the Steelers have played better in that game? Absolutely, uh, but they won the football game. That's what matters. They're eight and zero. That's what matters. Um, you know, they don't ask you. Uh, there's no style points in the NFL. Did you win the game? Did you not win the game? That's the situation. No, I agree entirely. And, I mean, you, again, you look at the teams that, that people say are the best in the NFL, like the Kansas City Chiefs, and they barely beat a three-win Carolina Panthers team at home by two points. Um, you know, and, 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 it, and if Teddy Bridgewater had any kind of backbone or would ever throw the football down the field, uh, you know, they probably win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's checked down Charlie, everything sideways. They get the ball back with 38 seconds left, and he's throwing sideways the whole time. It's just, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, you, you got to win these games. And the Steelers are 5-0 and in one-score football games this year. That shows you something. That's, that's football character, and that can't be measured. And, and that's the other thing I wanted to get to about this defense. Because, yes, sure, they gave up a touchdown to the Cowboys. And really, when you think about it, it was only one touchdown. Um, but uh, when you look at the, the Steelers' defense – in the past three games, they have had five drives with late in the fourth quarter where an opponent, if they score, they take they score a touchdown, they take the lead. And in all five of those drives, the Steelers have forced a turnover on downs or have you know basically run out the clock defensively. To me, and, and the last time that you can say that this defense, quote unquote, gave up a last scoring drive of the game was when they lost to the Ravens in overtime last year 
That's how far you got to go back to see this defense giving up a one-score game when they're the ones on the field at the end. What do you what do you see out of this defense that just they keep finding those answers in the biggest moments? You know, while people are complaining throughout the game, oh, they're giving up this and they're giving up that. Well, I mean, they've they've got defensive stars, and that's the that's the key. They've got guys who can rise up and make a play when they when they need it. Um, you know, and that's to me. I mean, you, you know, you look at the the sacks or the turnovers. They're still they're on pace for sixty four sacks. They're on pace to to intercept twenty four passes. It's a good defense. It's it, it's it's what passes as an elite defense in today's NFL. And right now, this defense is a little tired. I, I don't think there's any fans or buts about it. The offense isn't helping it with with not sustaining drives in the first half of games. Uh, the last two weeks, they've got to get over that. They've got to find ways to stay on the football field and not have the defense, which is missing a bunch of guys the last few weeks. Uh, you know, have being out there. You can't have. Uh, you know, Cam Hayward and, and Stephon Tewitt playing 70-plus snaps. Um, these guys are going to get worn down. And, and you know, again, it, the more you're on the field, the more your your flaws are going, going to be uh, exposed or the more uh, that in, in a league in which everything is tilted towards the offense, uh, you're going to you're going to you're going to give up plays. That's just the reality. You are. And that's the that, that's absolutely the reality right now. Big plays on the defense are have become more important. And it's crazy because, you know, growing up, I always thought that, you know, the better defense, it wasn't about necessarily making the big plays. It was about forcing more three and outs. It was about, you know, winning more consistently on third downs and enforcing more third downs. But now it's really become how many times can you sack the quarterback? How many times can you make interceptions? How many times can you force mistakes by your opponent? Because you're more, you're more successful if you're forcing more mistakes instead of, you know, you know, you know, trying to get stops, you know, the, the hard way because of the, in, in today's NFL with the rules and the, all the talent on the offensive side of the ball with how coordinated quarterbacks are, with how many athletic receivers there are, how many running backs can catch out the backfield, how many tight ends that can just be six foot five and six foot six and run downfield and just bully people with all that athleticism. There are so many things that work in their fa- that, that, that work to the offense's favor right now that, if you're a defense and you're making the big plays to keep offenses off the board, that to me makes you a great defense. And uh, we saw it against the Ravens with four first forced turnovers and then two stops in the, in the final minutes of the game where Lamar Jackson was in the red zone and could have, you know, won the game two times, but didn't. Um, And then this game where, you know, push came to shove down in the, in the later parts. And uh, they were able to, they were able to put the game away, you know, again, and, uh, you know, so far, they're a huge reason of why this team is undefeated. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, we're complaining about a defense in today's NFL that's in the last two weeks has given up 24 and 19 points. Something must be going right. I, I agree. I agree. And by, bottom line, this team's still undefeated. And I think both you and I would agree they're not even playing their best football yet. So, people, take a chill pill. Yo, Steelers are doing just fine. Dale, thanks as always for coming on the show. Um, We'll be back with you tomorrow, but don't you listeners go anywhere. It's don't get me started. All of that right after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started.
don't get me started with things being blamed on coaches that ain't about blaming the coaches. This is Don't Get Me Started, the rant segment of the DK Steelers podcast. So, y'all know I'm a very patient person when it comes to criticisms, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to what's going on with a team. Why is this going bad? Why is this going well? And I look at this Steelers team, and I see a team that's won a lot of close games. Um, I mean, they've won all their games, but they've won a lot of close games now. I think it's five games now. As Dale said, they're five and zero when they're uh, they've won they've won five games by by a single possession, coming down to the last minute. And I see a lot of criticisms left and right and left and right about this coach sucks, that coach sucks, and why isn't this being done? And oh my God, how could you put them in that situation? But I don't think people realize all the things. Uh, all the things that you know that that sometimes go wrong aren't about coaching, aren't about you know whether or not you're good. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's the roll of the dice, and it, it, sometimes it's the it's the randomness of football. For example, the Steelers in the second half get a touchdown and then get a penalty on the touchdown that they they get to apply to the next kickoff. And it gives Chris Boswell a chance to pooch kick it. And he perfectly pooch kicks it to the left sideline. Everything was set up perfectly. Until Ola Adini, in his lane, slips and falls and can't get back up. And the return man for the Cowboys runs right down the sideline and gets the ball out to the Steelers 20. On a play that was perfectly designed, perfectly set up, everything was going right. This is a chance for the Steelers to pin the Cowboys deep in their own territory. And then it's a nightmare. And I saw people saying, ah, oh, Danny Smith, ah, oh, it's, it's not Danny Smith's fault when a, when a player slips on the field. Just like it's not Randy Feetner's fault when someone misses a, a block that you reasonably expect them to make. Now, I have criticisms for Randy Feetner. I thought the run call on fourth and one was stupid. When you're in that situation, run a dive, run a quarterback sneak, call a pass play even. But don't run power that gives the linebackers and the safeties time to come down and read your pulling guards and then blast into your team. That part I disagreed with. But there's certain things. It's just when something doesn't succeed, people are immediately going to blame the coaches. Now, sometimes you can if you look over the course of a game and you see trends that you that, that should have been adjusted to. If you listen to the H2P podcast... I do that for I do that on on, on pit occasionally. There's just, I won't, I didn't blame Narduzzi for the first win or for the first loss. I didn't blame him necessarily for the second. I did come down on him hard with the way that they played these last couple games. Well, the last couple games before this this latest win, because themes that present themselves as problems when you've got talent to address them or mitigate them, they need to go away. They don't need to become themes. They need to be they need to be pushed to the side. Now again, Steelers 2017, Ryan Shazier goes down. They they lose the, the center pillar of what made that defense good that year and the year before. They were figuring out how to make it work with Ryan Shazier being like the Troy Polamalu of the team, but as a linebacker. He could cover, he could hit, he could force fumbles, he could intercept passes, he could call the defense. He did every single thing you asked him to do. And he did it at an excellent level. 
And when he went out, the defense didn't have the talent around to mitigate losing him. In this day and age with the Steelers, they do have the talent to mitigate certain losses. Not every loss, but certain losses. You see what they're doing with Devin Bush right now. Mike Hilton. Tyson Alualu. Early in the season, David DeCastro. Guys that have become key cogs in their machine over the past few years. David DeCastro over the past several years. And sometimes when the covers are bare, the covers are bare. Like Bill Belichick right now, you know, last week he said, well, you know, we, we spent all our, our assets to make sure that we had those Super Bowl runs. And, and, and yeah, he's right. Um, and I think I talked about this on Don't Get Me Started last week, saying, you know, he would, he's not wrong to say that. But it's funny that when he says that, people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But they didn't want to say, say the same thing about the Steelers or the Giants or any of the other teams that, you know, hey, they had a pretty good run, too. But guess what? You know, you know they still got criticized when they started to lose because they had to siphon out talent and bring in new talent. I look at that and I say, man, man. I I look at that and I just I don't know, um, I I don't know why people sometimes rush too much. And I even had oh I forget his name right now. There was a guy on Twitter who started to come after Feekner and asked me what I thought there, and we disagreed and we had a conversation. And then he realized, okay, you're right. Maybe I'm tripping. And he said, you know, thanks, Chris. You know, I'm sorry. You know, but it's, and it's, not, it's, it's not a sorry thing. It's just a, hey, you know what? Fan-wise, you're passionate. Fan's short for fanatic. You don't think logically when you're supporting your boys. It makes sense. I'm not mad at you. But that's part of why I do my job to remind you guys, hey, 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 snap out of it. That's not the place to go after the coach there. Think about this. Or wait to see. Like, for example, there were several times last year where people said, oh, man, this pass play sucked because Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph, you know, checked down or didn't make the read or whatever happened there. And then and then they say, man, there was no there was no imagination in that play by Feekner. And then I would look at the all 22 on Tuesday and my God, there'd be so many people open. And then you'd be like, well, as a quarterback, I don't care if you're a rookie undrafted 12th string guy. You've got to be able to see a dude streaking down the sidelines who's wide open for a touchdown. And the Steelers just missed those. And Feetner would get blamed for that. Now, again, there are certain things I do blame Feetner for. Like that fourth down, fourth and one call. Didn't like it. Uh, but in this game, the offensive line wasn't performing the basic things it needed to do. That's what I'm writing Carter's Classroom for uh, for Wednesday for, for on DKPittsburghSports.com. So do tune into that. But... You can't always just blame the coach and the coaching staff, especially in-game. You know, unless it's something stupid like <laughs> where the Jets had 12 men on the field and Adam Case gave the Patriots another chance to score. <laughs> That's different. But when a player makes a mistake on the field and you assume that it's the coach that told him to make that mistake on the field, it's like, oh, hold on, man. That, that ain't the issue here. And I saw it a lot on Sunday with that Cowboys game. People getting mad at Keith Butler. They're trying different things. It's a quarterback they've never seen before. A lot of things they hadn't seen before in that game. And you saw when they when they play quarterbacks they're used to this year, Lamar Jackson forced four, four turnovers. Baker Mayfield completely crushed and dominated. You know, and, and if they and, and in today's offense, in today's NFL, the 
um, you know, the 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 off the way the off the way that offenses work, they get the advantage. And if you're a great quarterback or even a good quarterback, you can make throws and be comfortable and get and and, and be able to win and move the ball. I mean, no defense, as Dale was saying, no defense stops everybody. It's just not a thing anymore. You hope to make it tough on offenses and force them to be honest and hit their hit their spots, and then you hope to you know ke- take advantage of their mistakes or force a turnover because you made a heck of a play. And the Steelers are doing that. They're averaging 20 points allowed per game. That's why they're undefeated. So spare me with your with your this guy needs to get fired. That guy needs to figure out why is this call made? Why is that call made? Sometimes yes, it, it's there. But and I'm not saying to never criticize, but what I am saying is to think about it more or to ask more questions. Think at the at the next level. Okay, what was the merit of this call? Was this was this a play where someone did something on the field that reasonably you'd expect them to get done? Like David DeCastro did, you know, there was a, there were several blocks he missed in this game that weren't that crazy. It was a guy lined up right in front of him who's not Aaron Donald. And if he ain't Aaron Donald, David DeCastro better be putting that dude away. And he wasn't. That's a concern. And I think that looking at this team, you know, that that's a dude that you need to come through every time. If not every time, nine times out of ten. And that wasn't happening. That's that's not on the coordinator. That's not on the coach. No coach told him to fail there. No coach said, "Hey, don't be ready for that." He just didn't get it done. And sometimes you don't get it done, especially when you're on your you had you had your bye week gypped of you, and you're on your third straight road game. I mean, Dale was telling you at the top of the show how he's feeling tired just because he's been traveling to three road games. Imagine how they feel where they practice hitting each other all week long, and then they go to, on Sunday and they beat each other up for you know for sixty minutes, and then they got to ice up and do it all over again. And then again, you got to travel to there and travel back. Come on, man. Think about it. Just because something doesn't work doesn't mean it's a coordinator. Now, over time, when you see trends, that's when you see coordinating. That's when you see something going on there. But right now, the Steelers are top five in defensive scoring, top five in offensive scoring in the NFL. That ain't you don't you don't get that with horrible coaching. And if you do, it doesn't sustain itself, and it sustained itself like that for quite some time this season. They were they were and their their defense was tough last year. They were top five last year. Their offense wasn't because Ben was gone, but the year before that, they had the best red zone offense in the league. Relax. The coaches are going to figure stuff out. When there's something to criticize, I'll talk about it on the show. And ask the questions. Look into it. But don't just assume that the coaches stink or this coordinator stinks because you didn't like that call because it didn't work. The, 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 the line between success and failure is razor thin in the NFL on every play. A simple slip, a miss, a losing your balance can ruin everything. And sometimes we've seen, how many games have we seen come down to one play? I mean, heck, we just saw it with the last two. With Minka breaking up the ball. Say Minka slips and falls and and the guy's wide open in the end zone. Is that, that on Butler because Minka slipped and fell? No. That's on that, that that's bad luck, just like it was with Ola Adini. You got to keep your feet. So just think about when you're coming after coaches. That's all I'm saying. Because... All the panic and all the, the, the blame and all the cursing that's on Twitter during the games. It's a lot, y'all. And it ain't that deep. But y'all got me started. And this is but don't get me started here on the DK Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. 
As always, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show. We've got DK's Daily Shot coming up. Go back and listen to Noah's No Doubters to, to hear what he, what he, he, how he gambles. Also, listen to Down Memory Lane. He, he interviewed the, uh, Noah interviewed the old 2-9er, Phil Bork, right here on this podcast network for DKPittsburghSports.com. We'll be back here tomorrow with Dale, probably with more updates on the Steelers' COVID situation and who got put on the list. All that's going to be big for this upcoming Bengals game this weekend. But, get so, get, but I hope you guys have a great start to your Tuesday. Be back in your ears tomorrow.